Constant Downpour Remastered is a retro sci-fi survival campaign from Mothership One E, now available for pre-orders on Backerkit. Every hardcover pre-order comes with three free zines featuring retro sci-fi blasters, grenades, and new stim packs to enhance the campaign in your Mothership games. Pre-order Constant Downpour Remastered now on Backerkit. Link in the show notes. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and I'm excited to have back our returning guest, Kyle Tam. She's the author and creator of Hit the Road Jack. Welcome. So glad to be back. It's been a whole year. <laughs> it, has, it probably was a year ago when, when last zine month was occurring, I think, was around the time I think I talked to you, closer to yeah. that. <laughs> So how have things been going? Things have been going well. Um, I've been at work. Mariah was finally released. That was nice. Well, I'm working on a new Z-Month project, but I've had a lot of big and little things in between. Life has happened. A whole year has passed. So I want to do a quick summary, real quick, and a backtrack. <laughs> Could you, can you tell everybody about Mariah real quick? If they missed last year's episode, you can scroll back and check it out. I might even try if I remember to put a link to that episode in the show notes. Could you tell people about the game that we were talking about last time? Because it was pretty interesting. Right. So last time I was talking on this show, it was about Mariah, which was, I guess it's a I built it as like a game of sacrifice. You were pilgrims going up a holy mountain uh, and you're trying to appease the gods. So that game has finally come out in digital format, not in physical. I'm trying to work things out, but we'll see what happens. But the game is out. I'm working on a new project. I think it's kind of become my release schedule where I do one like big project a year <laughs> and then I can go to sleep for the rest of the year. <laughs> I like that. That works. <laughs> you have another game that you're working on now that's coming out called Hit the Road Jack. And you've done a lot of solo games. This is perhaps solo or not solo. It's kind of in between from what I understand. Yeah. So it's what I call a solo duet game. Originally, um, Hit the Road Jack was supposed to be a solo game because... I'll be honest, part of it is convenience. It's so much easier to test solo games when you are <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> exactly. But because the nature of the game is like, it's a game kind of about car chases or cat and mouse, like between the chaser and the chase. You think of a, I hate to say, like a Fast and Furious. Yes. It's never just one person on the road. There's two of them. And as I was writing it, I realized it didn't make sense if you didn't also offer the option for two people to play together. I ended up having rules for solo play and also rules for what they call duet play. Well, I find that interesting because usually in a lot of these role-playing games, there's like a game master who facilitates it all and tells everybody else what's going on. And then you have solo games. Now, if you're doing this duet chase, it seems like perhaps there's a different dynamic there between the two players than would be a traditional game. Am I off there? It is because it becomes a back and forth. So it's like a solo game versus a traditional game mastered game and that you are pulling 
cards to generate prompts, which exist. But now it becomes something where you can build off the ideas of the other person. The idea being you are together creating what the relationship, what the dynamic is between these two characters. Going back to, I don't know why I keep going back to Fast and Furious. Go back to like <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. It's not just Hobbs and it's not just Shaw. It's the two of them. We do uh, Tom and Jerry. Or Tom and Jerry, exactly. <laughs> when you're doing this, you're, you mentioned cards, and this is tarot-based. Could you talk a little bit to that? Yes. I used to play a lot of Persona, and the nice thing of when you're playing Persona is that you create relationships with people in that game, these social links based on tarot. So I always thought that was interesting where you have aspects of a relationship based on what the tarot cards mean and in particular what the inverse of the card means so for example you take a card like death death in tarot does not necessarily mean physical death it can talk about change or rebirth um something new coming into your life the death of an aspect and then the inverse of death is um, stagnancy a fear of change and that's something that I wanted to bring into the game because I haven't seen a lot of RPGs that want to play with the upright and reverse meanings of the cards. So when you draw for Hit the Road Jack, you have a different prompt depending on whether the card is upright or whether it's reversed. And not all of the prompts do this, but usually the upright prompt will relate to one of the jacks and the reverse will relate to another. Like I've used tarot for game prep is the most I've used tarot for in anything in my life. <laughs> I bought a, a tarot deck just to kind of like look at what the look at the book and 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 uh, and get ideas when I'm planning for a game. I'll pull the cards out and read what it says. So you're talking about the upside down, the reverse, inverse. That's my largest experience with messing with tarot. Now my my spouse, my fiance, she's into tarot. And she mm. does a lot of uh, I, one of the things is I get her a tarot deck for Christmas every year for the last few years, something unique and Aww. different and interesting. So it's kind of like a, a nice little collection of novelty tarot decks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my experience there, my total experience with tarot and messing with it. But I like the idea of using the inverse and reverse type uh, to mean different things in the game. And uh, Feels like that's a natural thing with tarot. Could you talk a little bit more about how this works when we're working with those and how the gameplay and mechanic-wise, everything kind of fits in with that? Sure. Okay, so when you play it, whether you're solo or duet, you play the game and then you draw a tarot card and each tarot card responds to a journaling prompt. But after the journaling prompt, it will also tell you which of the jacks moves one step ahead or one step behind. It is a chase. So you have a little chase sheet where you put figurines depicting Jack be nimble and Jack be quick. I like that. Yeah. And depending on the prompt, one of the jacks will move ahead or behind. And the idea is that at the end of the game, which is a set number of prompts, either I think 6, 10, or 14, you will have a different ending depending on which Jack is ahead or behind. You got the Jack be nimble. You got the Jack be quick. I like the references here. There's hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. <laughs> I'm curious to know where 
where uh where all this comes from <laughs> i mean originally i liked the song hit the road jack because it's a good song yeah but part of the reason why i stuck with it is because my dad has a funny habit when he calls a certain old friend of his neither man is named jack like <laughs> their names are very far away from jack but whenever they call each other they call each other jack like i will hear my dad on the phone and he'll be like hey jack or like when they see each other in person we'll be like have you been jack and i'm like this has been a habit of theirs for years <laughs> it was interesting because when i was playing the game i realized and, and designing the game i really realized that your jacks your chaser and your chase they're not all that different which is what inspired me to make them both jack we're going primarily through cards there's no dice mechanic or anything like that when we're going through it is it just the what the card dictates or how is that working Yes, it's just card draw and recording things. I think a lot of the journaling games are like that. They tend to mm -hmm. minimize on the components. So you'll yes. have minimal or no dice. This doesn't require a tumbling block. I do love Wretched and Alone, but like you don't always have Jenga or unlicensed versions of Jenga on hand. <laughs> I don't know what you call the unlicensed Jenga. <laughs> I, I, I would just call it Jenga, kind of yeah. like Q-Tips and Dungeons and Dragons. The big name brand is the generic most people exactly. use. <laughs> I don't know what the generic brand Jenga is. I think it goes the way of Q-Tips and D&D. &D. It's just Jenga. <laughs> it's just Jenga. Yeah, so it, it doesn't require Jenga blocks. It's just the tarot cards, which I'm pretty sure are generic. There's <laughs> there's no big licensed tarot deck. Yeah, there's no, nobody owns that. Tarot cards has an interesting history, too. Like, I, from what I understand or what I've read in the past, it, it originates essentially in, in, in an old card game, not just divination and stuff like that, which is where you get the different suits and things like that. If I might be wrong about that, but from what I've read, that's what I kind of understood it to be. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I've never played it, but I know there's a there's a game my going on a bit of a tangent tell me if you need me to rein it back <laughs> no tangents are great that's what we live for here <laughs> <laughs> no because a french friend of mine taught me a card game called belot and he said that you can play it with tarot he's not done it but he's like if you don't have playing cards on hand and happen to have a tarot deck on hand you could play belot and i was just like thinking why would i not have playing cards but have a tarot deck <laughs> well I I can definitely see see instances like that. Like I think I can find a tarot deck in my house quicker than I can find a deck of playing cards. Unfortunately, that's so interesting. <laughs> I'm not sure if I have a current deck of playing cards now that you mentioned it. I need to pick one up. <laughs> there you go. We should just learn the lots. But I I can I can point to where at least five or six or more tarot decks are in the house right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm curious if you could tell some of the listeners about some of the other games you've done because you seem to be uh, you seem to like this unlike some of the a lot of times you're doing solo games this is the, the the chase back and forth Tom and Jerry or the Fast and the Furious could you talk tell folks a little bit more about some of the other stuff you've done for sure okay so I talked a bit about Mariah already I made another solo game which actually does use Wretched and Alone and the trademarked Jenga it's called Prima Donna it's about you it's like a musical performer and your music 
has to serenade the beast of the end. And I bring it up because it is in the Solo and Alone 3 bundle, which mm-hmm. is a fantastic cause. Um, we're raising money for charities to help people who are feeling depressed or suicidal and just to remind people, you know, you're playing solo, but you're not by yourself. There's so much support for you. When we're doing the adventure of, let's say, the the, the chase itself, is there a setting specific type of thing that's occurring here? Is it a modern day type of game? Is it more fantasy? How how will this be playing out? Is it generic so that this chase can be done across any genre? So you should be able to do it across any genre. Like the stereotype in my head is very either fast and furiously. There's a specific short story called Full Throttle by Joe Hill and Stephen King, which is fantastic. And it's a it's a motorcycle chase, motorcycle versus truck. And that was the default in my head. But it was very interesting during playtesting the scenarios that people would bring up. It's like on the city streets or it's a medieval chase and you're on horseback or you are in a stereotypical car chase. The default, I think, really is things with engines when you do a chase, but you don't necessarily have to the prompts themselves are generic even though the art lends itself more to that like 80s 90s mad max fast and furious kind of chase the thing that comes to my mind immediately when you're talking about the chase is those old like uh, 70s car movies you got like dirty mary crazy larry stuff like that where they're jumping off things chasing each other through desert roads yes. and all that <laughs> Even like a Dukes of Hazard, like yes, yes, I was never allowed to watch Dukes of Hazard growing up. <laughs> my family that was a no-no because of the flag on the top of the car. We were not allowed that in our household, and I'm kind of proud oh, of that. <laughs> that is fair. I, I mean, I've only watched the remake, which I don't think is a very like accurate <laughs> version of Dukes of Hazard. I have not seen the remake. I I know I have seen some of the originals, but not much because, like I said, that was not allowed on the menu growing up. So I'm I'm not I don't have a problem with that. That's <laughs> Any- fair. You are <laughs> not missing much. I didn't assume so, but you know. <laughs> Anyhow, could you tell the listeners where they can find your other works and find this and talk a little bit about real quick the backing and how you're doing that because i don't think you're doing that like this isn't going on a kickstarter just for zine quest or anything like that just speak to that for a moment right so you can find it itch funding on uh urania games itch.io i think logar will be very kind and put links but i'm not going for a full campaign this year like i did with mariah last year i'm gonna do what's called slow funding and just have the money trickle in over the course of a year, year and a half. Depends how long it will take, but it will gather eventually is my hope. What I learned from doing the campaign last year is I get tired doing that like constant promotion over a single month. I'm seeing a lot of people do it now and they're doing a fantastic job, but things have been, I think, more intense in a good way with my day job. Uh, Things are getting more intense with like my writing, and it, I, I think I've realized I'm not the kind of person that can do a lot of promotion over a short span of time without getting burnt out. Last year, it was really good, but I didn't feel like I could pick up writing for a while. I was 
physically and mentally burnt out. And this year, I've resolved to like be kinder to myself and do this over a longer period of time. I'm not going to lie, it can be frustrating like seeing my progress versus other people who are doing big pitch campaigns. Mm-hmm. More power to them. But I also realize I'm doing what's mentally healthy for me. Because I think a lot of people, um, they do these campaigns and they promise a lot. Like they promise their digital books, they promise their physical physical books they promise all of their um extras they're like we'll make cards we'll make dice we'll make extra expansions and things to write and all these illustrations and i think that's really great but you also put a lot of pressure on yourself to fulfill which especially if you're an independent creator you're not part of a team is so much extra stress to get things out of the door and it's not a stress i think i personally can't take on And I do hope that, like, anybody, any creator who wants to put something out in the world, don't feel like you have to make it a big funding campaign just because other people are doing it. Do what's good for you. Do what's healthy for you. I appreciate that. I really do. Could you tell could you tell the listeners where they can find your stuff online and find you online where they want to follow? If you want to check out my games here at uraniagames.itch.io. I'm on Twitter at Percy Proppa. I don't know how long Twitter's going to stay alive. We'll see <laughs> what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> you you can find me on Tumblr at Percy Proppa as well. I think that's going to stay a little more alive. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> we shall see. We'll see. Well, thank you for coming on. It's been great getting a chance to talk with you again. Thank you. It's been so much fun um, being back on the show. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. I appreciate you. It's good to talk. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wildlies and Wizards. Wildliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter and TikTok at Logarhailcrom, and we're on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Wildliesandwizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.